Hello and welcome to the Jakarta Post News Podcast on the record. My name is Lula, writer and junior producer. And I'm Sheena, also a writer and junior producer. For the next 15 minutes or so, you're going to hear us talk about topics relevant to Indonesia, from society and culture to political affairs and business and tech insights. And for our first ever podcast, we are going to talk about the eruption of Mount Sumeru that shocked the country on December 4th of last year. But first, I think a little background is necessary. First of all, Mount Sumeru is the third highest mountain in Indonesia and is the highest and most active volcano on the island of Java. The mountain spans two regencies, Lumajang and Malang in East Java, and was featured in the Indonesian movie Five Centimeters. Well, anyway, here's a quick rundown of the events on December 4th. Hot clouds rose above the volcano chimney around 2 p.m., painting the sky dark as if it was already nighttime. Lava rushed down a village called Curacabokan and destroyed the main road leading to Malang. Houses and schools were damaged, and more than 4,000 victims had to be evacuated. Meanwhile, the death toll as of today is 48 people. Here's the thing though, I initially thought that it was a little out of the blue. I mean, did you? Because it wasn't until I did this research that I found out that things have been going on for quite a while. Oh, you're not the only one. A lot of people were shocked at the news as well. So, when you say that things have been going on, what did you mean by that? So, the current eruptive period actually started in April of 2014, according to the Smithsonian Institution Global Volcanic Program. At the time, it was categorized as Volcanic Explosivity Index 3 out of 8. Just to put that into context, Krakatoa was a level 6. But throughout 2021, there were reports of increasing activity with pyroclastic flow and daily avalanches. In November, our very own Volcanological Survey of Indonesia reported the collapse of the lava dome on December 1st, 2021. And then that's where things got super serious. Which really made you wonder, like, if there were activities and avalanches all year round, shouldn't people be more aware of what's going to happen? Well, in an article by Reuters on December 13th, officials said some messages were sent to local administrators. But that did not lead to an evacuation order because the Sumeru's activities were quote-unquote hard to predict. And then head of the geological agency Eko Budilolono said that they tried to contact local officials to warn them about the hot ash clouds. The river near Curacobokan, he said, was marked red on the map. The East Java Disaster Mitigation Agency also said more or less the same thing, and there were no specific orders to evacuate. The head of Curacobokan could not be reached. And here's the most concerning part. Of the eight residents in Curacobokan that Reuters interviewed, not one of them said they received any warning of an impending eruption. It seems that the warning just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And while we're on the subject of disappearances... Wow, nice segue. Thank you. Anyway, there was also a mine company whose office in Kampung Renteng village was buried, trapping 15 people inside. A 65-year-old foreman Hasim said only one operator was rescued and he was rushed to the hospital with burns. Out of 15? Yes, one person out of 15. 
That must have been really devastating. I mean, not just for the ones who died in their families, but also for the one who survived. And he's not the only one. Swati Ningsih and her daughter, for example, were trapped for five hours at home. Rescuers at that point were battling dangerous conditions, searching for survivors among volcanic debris, wrecked buildings, and destroyed vehicles. They even sent dogs to aid the operation. That is all thanks to the quick government response, of course. Yeah, we really gotta give credit where it's due. President Jokowi issued a statement that same day ordering emergency response for healthcare services, search and rescue, and infrastructure rehabilitation. He sent BNPB, Basarnas, TNI, the National Police, and in collaboration with the Ministries of Public Works and Housing and Health to help. So the response was immediate, like you pointed out. The country mobilized 1.1 billion rupiah for relief aid. Vice President Maruf Amin hoped that victims can move into temporary shelters currently being built before Idul Fitri 2022. So we're keeping an eye out on that. That's a very narrow time window, but okay. I know, right? Anyway, same thing with the governor of East Java and regencies around the area. The Jakarta provincial government even sends logistic assistances like mattresses, pillows, blankets, tents, food, and other necessities. And these are just some of the responses from the government. Obviously, there are also reliefs and aids from the private sector and individuals all over the country. But you know what's truly amazing are people from all over Indonesia jumping in to help as volunteers. We have the usual mountaineers, and now we have four-wheel bike clubs joining medics and rescue teams. We even have clowns sharing up kits at the shelters. It shows that you really don't need to wait for Christmas to feel the spirit of giving. Um, okay. First of all, clowns are really scary, so I don't know about the whole cheering up scenario. But other than that, I think you're right. I think that one of the things that you can count on every disaster is how communities, whether it's local or around the world, just rally around the victims. And sometimes even in the worst situation, you see that on your TV screen or social media, and that kind of restores your faith in humanity in some capacity. But not all help is appreciated. One Instagram account belonging to a volunteer posted a video showing a donation box full of expired items. So inside the box were made up with expiration dates that had already passed. Like a loose powder that expired in 2019, there's also a cream that makes your skin whiter, and there's also some shampoo thrown in there. Okay, hold on, pause. When you say makeup, is it like skincare stuff for women? I mean, stuff like sunblock is pretty important. And I don't know if there's a communal shower, but they do need soap and shampoo at some point, I'm assuming. Well, there are stuff that are actually needed like skincare, face wash, and body lotion along with the aforementioned shampoo. Thing is, volunteers suspect that these are leftovers. You know, when people buy too much stuff one day and forget about them till they expire. Um, sounds like personal experience. Uh, definitely. <laughs> and suddenly there's this opportunity where they can ship them elsewhere, and that's what they did. There's also a landfill full of textile waste because people keep sending unused clothes to these shelters. It's at a point that it gets overwhelming for the volunteers to sort. It's a whole other mess. And again, can I just add a side note and say that everyone preaching about climate change and whatnot on social media 
not a lot of people, at least on my timeline, practices sustainable fashion. And I wish that more people realize how important that is. I mean, like you said, in this case, there are too many clothing donations and they end up as waste and that's just not helpful for anyone. But it doesn't just stop there. So one day while scrolling through Instagram again, I found a post that showed a poster by the people of Lumajang saying that they're boycotting soap opera. Oh god, this should be good. It is. So apparently, producers of this TV program flew to Lumajang, that is the shelters, and filmed a scene there. <laughs> no way. Yes way. So soap opera or sinetron as it's called here, went down among grieving people and filmed an entire romantic scene. You know, complete with a fictional couple being lovey-dovey while there are children and uneasy parents staring in the background. Yeah, cringe much. That is so embarrassing. And I don't even know why someone would do that. <laughs> like, that is so inappropriate. Right. Netizens were also angry, pointing out their lack of empathy and the opportunism. The producers insist that they had the permit from the regional government. Not that it mitigated all the backlash, though, because, you know, it's not about the permit in the first place. Yeah, someone should buy them a clue. And on to something more serious. The latest news surrounding this is in the form of a viral video. It's always the viral ones. Yeah, they're all viral. Anyway, it's a video showing someone throwing and kicking offerings around the Mount Sumeru area. The police are now threatening severe punishment to perpetrators. According to local police, they could be charged with Article 156 of the Criminal Code regarding hate speech and insults against a group. But as someone who'd been in a highly conservative environment, I'd like to say that it's not a prank. I've met people who genuinely believe that their religion is correct above all others, and they will treat other beliefs as heresy. So I'm not wholly surprised that some bloke kick an offering made by locals, saying that it's their practice that kick off the disaster. That's very unsympathetic. Yeah, I agree. And from the environmental side, it is far from over. There are earthquakes still happening in and around Sumeru, the latest being two subsequent earthquakes on January 12th. On January 16th, there were hot cloud avalanches from the peak of Mount Sumeru, covering an area as large as 4 kilometers. But other than that, that's all the update we have for you guys. Before we wrap up, we would like to remind everyone to please help if you are able, and this is a very short explainer of what happened. If you want to deep dive by yourself, you're of course more than welcome to. I'm just going to shamelessly plug in an advertisement here. Be my guest. <laughs> Go to www.thejakartapost.com and subscribe so you can read all the information we left out on this podcast because there are a lot. All right. And once again, I'm Lula. And I'm Sheena. And this is On The Record. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Finger guns. <laughs> Bye.